Squid Comics Podcast, episode 4.5. So it's season 4, episode 5. He keeps changing it every time. How am I changing it? We've never it? done 4.5. We've Ep- always season done... 4, episode yeah, 5. Yeah, but you've never called it 4.5. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it 4.5. I think maybe last, maybe. last week. Back in season 2. I don't know, dude, but that's I what it is. probably never paid attention. We're season 4, episode 5. I'm Drew. I'm Dom. I'm Scott. We get together every two weeks and we talk about comic books and whatever else we want to. Nice. Usually comic book related, but I don't know what it's going to be. I got nothing. Did you buy anything at the show? I bought absolutely nothing. Nice. So ICT Comic Con was this last weekend. Oh, yeah, ICT Comic Con. I didn't go. Yeah. You didn't? No, but you know how many people no. asked me if I was going? Everybody. A lot. Wow. I went, and do you know how many people asked me why didn't I have a booth there? A lot. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Like vendors? Yeah, almost every vendor. Because do they know a, you that it's, well? Wow. It's the same vendor. I didn't know that either. Yes, but uh, yeah, it seemed like every vendor was like, why aren't you set up? So. Look at Scott gaining popularity. I guess. Right? I had no people idea. Are like, why he's not set up? They wanted some of those just, good Star Wars figures. You should have bought a box and you could have traded. So. No, I don't know. You could have you could have traded stuff. Not really. There was nothing there that I really wanted. So. Wow, there was nothing. nothing there that you really wanted. Not from a trade perspective, you know, type of things. Now maybe if I guess if I'm trading off for original art or something like that or somebody type things, there's but there's no artists there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is the problem. So there were there, there was three? like two. Mi- D- is it MG? Mick G? By M- yeah. It's not Mick G. I think it's art by MG. MG. Yeah, MG. I think. Yeah. yeah. Mike. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of the movie director, Mick G. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Mike. That guy was there. Kelly yeah. Carson was there. Brad Voth was there. Brad, yeah. Rick Stasi was there. was there. When I oh, say there aren't any artists there, I mean like professional. And that uh, Edwards guy. But all he had One was prints. Yeah. He, he wasn't yeah. sketching? He was not sketchy. He was freaking he was too busy, busy all prints. the time. Dude was like selling a ton of prints. I had never seen a artist booth as busy as him. So, no, it was nuts. Dude. Was yeah. Tap there? No, I don't believe so. We'll see if only one dude selling prints. You're like, no, there were other people with prints. There's a guy. He's oh, there was with... several with prints. For whatever reason, though, I walked that whole area. And that guy's booth right next to Don was busy all the time. (laughs) Nobody else's made a small fortune. That nobody else's was getting the traffic. That that his small fortune at that show. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but uh, yeah, everybody was. was Shit was his. Yeah, some of his stuff was pretty cool. That Joker. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it was like a canvas print, I guess, or whatever. I don't think it was an original. Probably not. But it would, you'd, so he had the Mandalorian one, mm-hmm. and then right in front of it was a Joker, Joker one. Yeah, I kept staring at that thing all weekend. Oh, I I, there was no way I was going to buy it, but I kept staring at it. Hey, Albert Perales was there. He's an artist. Who? Albert Perales. He oh does show yeah. All the time. He mostly has pops, but he oh, does yeah. some He's artwork. Artist. But I like mean, I said, I'm talking about people who have published work. That dude. Edward. That dude Edwards. Yes, him. But he wasn't sketching. Rick Stasi. Yes, Rick Stasi. He has something published. I think he, he has has some stuff published. Yeah. He doesn't sketch though. <laughs> no. He was doing it there. I though. don't know. Well, the first time I met the dude, 
I went up to him. I said, "Hey, I got like a jam piece, and I wonder if you would sketch those for my daughter." He's like, "I don't know." He's like, "I don't really do that. I do more stuff like this." He had like a sketch cover of like Superman. I'm like, "So you can't do a Dread Star? You can do like a like a bone? Do you can a, only do Superman? I don't understand. What do you do mean? A, You're a freaking artist at a convention. Do it. You don't. If you don't want to sketch, I was about to get something from. If him. you don't want to sketch what I'm saying, and then, and then John just, told me that. If you don't want to sketch what I'm saying, he was like one of your favorite artists. If you don't want to sketch what I'm asking for, just say no. I don't want that. Is there a different character you want? Just say no. I don't really do that. Right. Maybe he should change this. And and then I went to another artist, who like, is a professional artist at that same show, and I was like, "Are you doing commissions?" He's like, eh, "I'm kind of burnt out at doing commissions at shows." I'm like. Well, you're at a freaking comic convention. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're not into it, that's fine. But I kind of came here to get some sketches, and nobody sketches, apparently, even though you're artists. I, I have I have an know. entire portfolio full of uh, prints Rick that Stasi? you could buy. No, that's what that one guy said, that he's tired of sketching at conventions. I don't even think you any prints. You're just sitting there doing nothing. Dude, they're not fucking monkeys. You can't say dance monkey and wave money at them. If they don't feel like fucking sketching, they don't feel like fucking That's sketching. That's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> I got shut turn, down you twice see, in you one, see those little one I got shut down twice in one show, like, and I'm like, like, it's like I'm in the Twilight Zone. I'm not a convention with a sketchbook, money like, in hand. I'm going to show up. I don't really do that. I'm going to show up at your house on a but Saturday. But he said, I don't really do that as he's sitting there sketching. I'm going to show up at your house <laughs> on a Saturday or a Sunday and go, dude. Design me a cabin for an airplane. Come on. And Drew's will be like, what? I don't really do that. I don't really but do if that. I was at I work and my really boss do. said, hey, design me a cabin, I'm like, yes, sir. I'll you're, get right on that. You're not his boss, though. <laughs> He's at work at a convention working. <laughs> Sometimes dudes don't like sketches. Hey, you I'm, went to the I'm, wrong people. I'm totally fine with people. Don't Those see. are the only two artists at the show. I really don't what know. What show is this? I'm not going to name names. Well, the but funny you thing was, show it is. As so first place I met Rick Stasi. Where do you think he was? Well, I, I honestly between was it in this town or a different town? Different town. Is it close to this town? Oh, good God! Hour away. Just, like, yeah, I know. But anyway, Rick Stasi was probably the only one that was really even doing commissions. You know, in a way it, that was there. Kelly Carson I mean, apparently was. Maybe I guess he was. Was he? I bet MG would have done one for him. And I think MG I'm a, would I'm going to tell your story to but Scott. I'm going to summarize it a little faster. All right. I actually did it off the podcast. All right. Yeah, we'll do there it off. You go. off. There you go. All right. Because it's pretty funny. It is. But, it, but, it, I don't, but, the, but Craig maybe would have, but he was fairly busy, and he really didn't have a set up there for doing No, he didn't have anywhere. You know, type Well, he's things. more of a digital painter guy anyway. It looked that way, but he was like I, I mean, said. I'm sure you can do he, traditional He was stuff open too. to commissions, you know, oh, okay. and, and doing that type of stuff, oh. you know, and things. And well, he would have been good for one of your Star Wars. Cars, I know, so. I know. So I, that's why I said I took one of his uh, cars, cars there and maybe uh, chat with him there. About you say he's St. Louis? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, not but too still, bad. hotel. It's only like gas money. Fucking eight hours. Yeah. What he wanted to drive up to St. Louis to visit him and get a piece from him? No. What? No, oh, like if he comes here. here. Yes. Uh, yes, I'm expecting Scott <laughs> to contact him and say, I'm going to drive to your house on a Saturday. Would you please draw for me? <laughs> You're like, oh, that's not bad. Gas money in a hotel room. Yeah, like, no. What are you going to do? Go up and spend the week with uh, yeah, Craig, Craig, I guess. Spend yeah. the weekend with Craig's exactly. Oh, my God. Hey, Russ, I swear, sometimes I, I say things, I expect people to connect the dots. Nope. 
and they don't connect. Not that time. I and connect. I, I connect. Do you, you connect and thank you. I, I get frustrated when I think it's a problem. You, you, so, you should yeah. talk to Barbara, because I do that to her all the time. You guys would probably be able to, like, swap war stories and commiserate Proof. about me. I guess. So how busy was Sunday? Dude, it was... It was... Not as busy as Saturday, but he had a good crowd in the morning. Yeah. And it seemed to be fairly steady. Really? Wow. Yeah. But okay. the thing is, I don't it didn't seem as busy. And but so when when I did the, the last air cap, it finally like kinda clicked with me. And I'm like, how many people that are coming on Sunday are new people? Or are many. they just people that bought a weekend pass? You ever looked at those numbers? Well, yes, okay. but Sure I saw a lot of the people that were there on Saturday there on Sunday. So really? I don't know. Um, and it didn't seem like there were any, there were not a lot of people walking around with stuff on Sunday as far as hands full of purchases on Sunday. But that's just my perspective. I mean, I was really impressed with the attendance of that show. Like, it oh God, blew I, me away. It blew me away as well. Um, I mean, I did not expect it to be near as busy as it was. With that... It was insane. With that in mind, and I tell people even at my show, I mean, Saturday's where you make your money. If you're not making your money on Saturday, then you it's, think. it's a lost convention. But there's always the possibility that you're going to make more money on Sunday. But if you hit your goal, whatever that is, monetary, whatever, on Saturday, then Sunday is just... You know, but Sunday... Excuse me, Sunday this is year, just extra. This last year at your show on Sunday, I did probably twice as good as I did on Saturday. It and surprised that the crap out of me. Yeah. But you didn't have... And I'm not, I don't know. You didn't have... Dean Kane wasn't there on Sunday... And I don't know if that made any difference, but... It seemed the, like that celebrity thing was actually making a difference right. there. But the lines weren't... The lines were long for all three of them. They were longer for Dean Kane, but they were lines for all three of the... Well, they actually had four. It seemed like four. years past when he had celebrities, there really weren't lines. There were actually four, because there was that Dragon Ball Z voice. Oh, yeah, guy. Um, But those three main guys. But right. then on Sunday... There didn't seem to be hardly any lines. And I mean, I walked by a couple times and they were both sitting there and there was absolutely nobody really there. there. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Well, so if you're going for the celebrities, you got to go on Saturday because that's the only day Dean Kane was there. Right. But it was weird. I had gone, I had to go out and get uh, an ice scraper out of my car because. Yeah. Uh, one of the vendors was asking me, he was from out of town, and he was like, do you have, like, an ice scraper with a brush on it? Because it started sleeting oh, yeah. and snowing. Yeah. And so I went out, and it was probably, I think the show stopped, closed at 5 on Sunday. So it was, like, around 4. And I went out of my truck, and I got my ice scraper, and I was coming back in. And there were people coming into the show at 4 o'clock on a Sunday and they must have bought their tickets ahead of time because that lady sits there and, and scans. Mm. They had their phone out. So they were reading a code. Right. Who the hell buys fucking tickets 
for an hour <laughs> for, for a show and People it shuts up at 4 o'clock on but Sunday. The they could have had by, they all the time. And, and they could have had a two-day pass. I understand that. We're coming in that late on the Sunday. I understand too. that people do that, but it still blows my mind that people do that. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, you're just getting here? I'm like, okay, have fun. <laughs> yeah. And of course... Well, they're there for the deals. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and of course, you know, it's... You know, four o'clock on a Sunday when your show ends at five, you've got at least ten percent of your vendors already starting to pack up anyway. And then when it started sleeting and snowing, everybody was having a, a fucking cow. Oh, so it was like day. half of the room was tearing down at like four o'clock. Oh wow. And you've still got people that are there and it just it just irritates me at our show at any show. I mean, if you're gonna be there till five if the show's open till five Stay till five because yeah. you do have people wandering around. You do have people that come late. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, that, I don't that's know. kind of annoys me. But you can't tell those vendors anything. No, you can't tell them anything. I mean, you say you're supposed to be here till five, and they're like, "Oh, I'm packing my shit up. Well, I'll stay till five. But right. well, that's why Century Two doesn't bring out the carts till right. five. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know. But, it's just I. Yeah, yeah. But it's crazy. But no, I mean, it was it was good. Um, and I I talked to. Uh, Richard about it and I was like dude I'm impressed I'm like this is good I hope it's a good sign for everybody you know oh, yeah. I mean, like people are back out and this and that but one of the other things and I think I told Drew but I don't think I mentioned it to you because I didn't find out I think till after you left but they had that uh, they had that Jurassic thing going mm -hmm. that dinosaur thing going yeah, on yeah next door the Jurassic place. and I had heard from a couple people and then it got confirmed but they were saying that there were people that were coming in there thinking that that was the Jurassic thing, mm -hmm. getting confused. Yeah, and then there were also people that were going over to the Jurassic thing trying to find the Comic-Con, right. and they were getting confused. Yeah. And so, I mean, they had line wrapped around outside to get into the damn building. And so I wonder if, because you walk by... Did you buy tickets to either event at either box office, or you had to be... I know, you had to buy tickets at that area. Right. Because, right. see, I also missed it. Because they got the big freaking sign that says Comic Con, Jurassic Quest, you know, or whatever else. But it's flashing up there. So I actually went to the door first. But you look in there and you go, oh, fuck, this is a Jurassic Quest. But it's got a line to a ticket office type thing. So you go out of there. Is there a line walking. for the Jurassic Quest? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you go into the other one, you know, and you went around and you go, oh, okay. Yeah, here's the other one. So somebody is getting confused and actually walks all the way up there. Can I buy it? They're fucking morons. Because the Jurassic Quest was. What, as soon as you walk through that door, yeah, it's a Jurassic Quest. Yeah. And for the most part, maybe you might get a little confused on the other one for the Comic-Con because maybe it wasn't really as prominent in your face right. yeah, as a Jurassic well, Quest. Well, and I so wonder, too, was when the guy so. trying to go to the gun show walked into the Comic-Con. So. <laughs> yeah. He bought a ticket and walked in and was like, this isn't the, okay, this isn't the gun show. Yeah. No, this sure the it is, buddy. He's yeah. like... Uh, he's like, can I get my money back? I'm like, well, you can go to the box office, see if they'll give it back to you. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder, too, like, because I kept seeing lines outside, and I wonder if some of those people were in the wrong line, and then when they got up there, they realized, and then they left and went to the other thing. Like, that could I, have been part of the line issue yeah. as far as a long line. I, I, but I, I can't. Not, I did not, out of the time I was there, and I had to wait, like, freaking 20 minutes to get in, Nobody was getting out of that line to go to Jurassic gotcha. or whatever. Well, what I'm saying so, is, I mean, you can't discount the fact that I saw the people in the building. Yeah, so that's exactly. Not... It was packed in that place. I mean, it was insane. I was honestly shocked 
but like I said, when I went in there and, and whatever else, and especially even more shocked as I walk around and I go, this is the same exact thing as what Don and Drew have done for freaking eight years or it's whatever. It's not the same exact thing, Except for the artist type things, you're right. Or or freaking B-list celebrities that are in. way past their I understand prime, what you're saying. You know, is. type of thing. I understand but when you saying. look at the vendors themselves, the vendors that are coming to both shows are about the same. Yeah. You know, and things Except of that nature. Scott. What's Except that? you, Scott. Except for me. I was only, I, you guys got the monopoly on me, so you and should me. even be better. I don't vend at my know, own show. Type things, so... Yeah, you do. I only make certain appearances. No, I don't. We were, I could swear I sold your shit at the last show. <laughs> I could swear you didn't sell any of my well, shit. I sold some of them. I'm pretty show. sure I sold some of your stuff. I know. I'm it wasn't kidding. much, but... All right, what have we been watching? I oh, watched... The trailer for Obi-Wan. That is true. It well, dropped today. Out. Yep, dropped today. I gave up the internet. Oh. For Lint. That is a good mm -hmm. idea. Everything? So what the hell do you... Well... I mean, how the hell does that work? What do you mean everything? <laughs> Ask me a question, I'll answer it. You know, do you go to Yahoo? How do you get your news? Do you just purely get news now off of television? I, I don't. Get or you news. just don't even care? It's like Big Brother. I was you. driving my car today. I was like, hey, Siri, what's the news? Because I haven't been online. Don't check the news like I normally so do. So you're using another device to look online well, then for it, you. And then Siri played NPR like news report. How is that the internet, really? Because it's over it's, a freaking digital data Yeah, but I'm not, like, scrolling the web. It's yeah, like, I it's mean, a, it's a, it's She's a, practically reading it's an NPR reading news. No, the, it wasn't her reading it. It was, like, an actual news report, like, was, on the radio. They just put them to NPR. So, so the NPR, NPR, which they write which they and didn't, put they didn't on the run internet. To, yeah, so, so, like I said, I wasn't on a browser. <laughs> she was reading me. The, the NPR was giving me the NPR report. Okay. But that's I only did that today. No, yeah, mostly... I, I just don't pay attention to the news. I mean, I can see... I, sometimes I mean, I'll, sometimes broad... I'll flip on my iPhone to see the headlines, True. but I don't actually read the articles. So okay. Drew drives by the gas station and go, holy shit, why is gas $4 a gallon? <laughs> no. Like, Siri, why is gas $4 well, a gallon? It's only been a week. A well, let me war. start. There's a war in Ukraine. It's only been a week. <laughs> yeah. So I knew about the war. I, I just was curious. I mean, because yeah. anymore, everything is almost Correct. transferred it is by tricky. data. So, you right. know, that's and, a broad, and, you know, Like, I have no idea how the... Now, I could how, see going, Like, on you know, Sunday, I checked. I was like, saw the Shockers actually won a couple games. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? I, I just didn't know if you were like, okay, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm taking away my social that's why networking, you, you know, ICT. type of aspect. You didn't know about it. You no, I knew about it. That's right. So. Do you wow. take Sundays off? Yes. That's, so you could do everything on Sunday. That's everything. right. You already catch like, up. catch up. Yeah. Now, can you read digitally? Comics digitally. Yeah, because I don't consider that internet, even though technically it's digital. Gosh. So anyway, the Obi-Wan trailer dropped. Uh, yes. It's pretty good. And I still check my email. You could probably get on Disney Plus and they'd probably have the trailer. They don't. I looked really? to that this evening because I thought they advertised it like it was. I was yeah, like, that oh, was cool. still streaming. So the internet, I mean, mostly like the web. Right. Right. But I wanted to watch that damn trailer in 4K. So I was like, mm -hmm. well, I can actually do that by streaming too. But on a big ass 70 inch screen, and I was going to do that, you know, just through Disney Plus. And just it didn't bragging work out. about how big I wanted to. I know, right? Oh. Yeah, whatever. I think mine's like 60. Yours is probably right mine's there. Mine's like exactly. 65. Mine's 60. So, I'm not at 70, dude. There you go. So I watched, I watched all of Mayor of Kingstown. Have you guys watched that show? Fuck yeah. You have? Oh my God, it's the best thing fucking ever. It's pretty good. It's Greatest his, goddamn show in the world. It's brutal, dude. No shit. That show brutal. is tough. Like, I'm watching, I'm like, 
wow, this is like, this is hardcore. Like, I mean, I've watched a lot of stuff. Like, I've watched Ozark. I've watched Breaking. And I've seen some hardcore stuff. But I'm like, this show like next level, man. Hmm. Right? Who's in that? Did you watch the whole season? Oh yeah. And I was like, like the last uh, two episodes Renner. with the riot. Oh, is it? Yeah. With the riot. I'm like, holy crap. And then that, when they're killing that child or the guy who killed his kid or whatever. Oh my God. I was like, oh my God. Dude, those cops are fucking brutal. Oh, I know. Well, like when they're in the prison, the one dude, the SWAT team guy, he's just like, oh, there's a prisoner. <laughs> like hits him like 50 times with the automatic weapon. I'm like, oh. so, what about... What city is it centered around? Or when they beat up that girl? It's Kingstown. Well, no shit. Is that fictional or is it based on... It's like Michigan. It's a town and they have like four federal... They have four prisons like in this town. So like the whole town Town runs around the prisons. Works, just lives off the prison. Like they either work in the prison or they make money, whatever. And Jeremy Renner... And his brother. And his brother, which... Jesus, that's fucking brutal at the very beginning. Right? <laughs> but anyway, but anyway they, uh, they're they like go-betweens between the prisoners and the guards. And like if somebody they're has like, a problem. They're like kind of like fixer type guys. Yeah, if okay. there's a problem in the prison, they try to fix it with the guards. Or if there's a problem with the guards, they try to fix it. People come to them, which you never understand like how he runs his business or makes money or anything. He's always just well, driving people around. people pay him. Yeah, he's always just kind of people driving People pay around. him to like fix problems, but, to like, uh, deal with things within the prison. Because he, he was in prison, right. so he has connections. Okay. And he's friends with all the cops. His brother's like a cop, and he has connections there and, so, and with the prison guards. So he's kind of like an yeah. ombuds, ombudsman? Ombudsman yeah. kind of guy? I don't okay. know. But, uh, and what's his streaming on? It is on Paramount Plus. Oh, well, that's why I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, oh, my God. When they go into that house and they're just like... In the first episode? No. I, maybe. I can't remember. Maybe they're it's like, when they're going... Pick up that gun and point it at me? Right. Yeah, that was the first episode. <laughs> yeah, I think. Or maybe the second. This, I think it was the first one. There's like a SWAT team or whatever. And they're just like... They go into this house and they're like... They're like, we're just going to fucking... Killed it. it. Was it the guy that was the against... guy that killed the brother? Right. So they're like, we're just gonna kill this guy. We're not even gonna mess with the court. Like these cops are like, we don't even want to take him to prison and mess with the courts. Like we'll just kill him, like in the house or whatever. That way, you don't have to waste time. And so they're the like, courts. they're yeah. like, they go into the house and they're like, if he's alone, we're just gonna kill him. Yeah. So he's alone and, and he's he's not on his couch. alone. There's other people in the uh, house. Yeah. And there's like this dude. So they go into a bedroom and there's like a dude. And he grabs the chick that's in the bedroom with him. He's holding her hostage. He fucking shoots the lady. And then the guy drops the lady and then he shoots him. And then the lady's like screaming for help. And they either shoot her or just walk away from the room. Yeah, I remember that. And then the guy that did the shooting, he's like laying on the couch. And they're like, he's got a gun on the table. They're like, pick up the gun. He's like, I don't want to pick up the gun. They're like, pick up the gun. And, and pointed picks, at me. And pointed at me. <laughs> and he picks up the gun and they just fucking shoot him. Like right there on the couch. And then they walk out. <laughs> well, it was that same thing with the so? Oh my God, that was brutal. There's yeah. like a, there's like a guy and he's cooking meth in his trailer, and the he's like the boyfriend, and so like the lady that he's living with, she has a kid. He's probably, probably like a two year old. Yeah, two or three. And uh, he he's he doesn't have something. He needs to go run and buy something. So he's cooking meth. Or drugs or whatever, and he's smoking a cigarette. Well, he sets the cigarette like on the edge of the counter or the yeah. stove or and something. He leaves to go get and he just hops he in his truck or car and leaves to go get whatever. The cigarette falls off and the whole fucking trailer blows up, right? Uh-huh. So this two year old kid's dead or whatever. 
the the cops all show up. The and fire department the there. Chris and they're like, right. they're yeah, they're like, hey, uh, I think there's something still on fire over there. And he goes over and picks it up, and it's like a piece of the kid. It's like Ooh. burning or whatever. Like, and so then like the guy runs, and so they're trying to track this guy down. Mm -hmm. and the cops don't want to take him alive. Like they're yeah. like, we'll just fucking kill him. And so he should, Jeremy Renner gets involved in it, and he shows up. The guy comes to him, I think, or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, dude, what are you doing here? He's like, everybody's looking for you. He's like, the cops want you dead. <laughs> the criminals so want you dead. For some reason, the cops don't want to just shoot him. They want to have him sent to prison. And they and want to get the prisoners to kill him. The prisoners to kill him. So then Jeremy is the one trying to get the prisoners to kill him. But then the cops and the, and the prison guards say, okay, if you kill this guy for us, you know, we'll give you privileges in prison right. and try to make things better or whatever, you know. And it's right. like, so that's the deal that they make. And so so they take him in this room and they just throw him in, like, general lockup. He should be in protective custody. Well, he He's comes not. to, like, turn himself in. Yeah. He walks into the prison. Because Jeremy Renner says, if you go to turn yourself in, tell him to take you to county, right. not the general population, and you might actually live. Right. And they do that, but the cop at the front desk knows who it is. And, like, circumvents that plan and sends him back yeah, to yeah, the... General. He's like, so, you need to uh, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, then the other cops come and pick him up. and Yeah, and then they just... So there's, like, some big, like... It looks like a gymnasium with, like, beds, like, overflow or something. They just throw him in this room. There's, like, 20, like, dudes, like, prisoners in there. They just start beating the living... Just fucking stabbing him, yeah. kicking him, punching him for like, you know, 10 minutes or just yeah. go. It's very, it's very graphic. It's, but it's over the top. It's, mm. it's good. It's a good it show. Good. Cool. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's crazy. I watched the boys diabolical. What is it? It's on Amazon prime. The boys diabolical. Yeah. So it's like a spinoff in a way. So the boys, you know, is a live action right show that they have on Prime. The next season doesn't come out till the summer. But so what they did is they put this it's almost like Vision Star Wars Visions, but it's the boys uh, okay. in which they have like eight little shorts all about 15 to 20 minutes long, all animated by different animating studios, but different stories in the boys world. Okay. And some of them are Pretty good. I mean, they're in different styles and stuff of that nature. There's one of them that's just like so fucking off the wall. It's insane. One of them, though, was actually written by Garth Ennis, oh, nice. which, uh, you know, it, it's got very much the feel of, you know, the old style boys comic and things. Sure. You can definitely tell that. It was like probably a story that he had or something or hell, it may have been in the comics and he just said, hey, reuse this. He's a planet. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I've seen that. <laughs> but... uh but yeah, so it, it may be worth a watch. It goes pretty quick, like I said, on some of those. But if you, I know you'd never look at Amazon Prime, so no, I do. I'm gonna watch uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel season three time. Oh, good, <laughs> good for you. Uh, Emily in Paris is on Netflix as well. I've already watched so, Emily in Paris. She's romantic. Have you seen? Oh my god, Big yeah, Man, so excited. Uh, yeah. I watched. I watched Free Guy. Oh, oh that's good. It's good. I enjoyed it. Watch I with the kids. I really yeah. liked that. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the dumbest movie no, it's ever. Good. Why I was going think into it, was be dumb? it. It just looked stupid. It really? didn't it didn't hit on anything. It just looked like I had no interest in it and we sat down and watched oh, yeah. it. We and watched I really it with the whole family. It. It yeah, yeah. Dude, there was I loved it towards the end when they dropped that uh one guy that wasn't quite finished <laughs> into the into the into yeah, the game funny. or whatever he's like, he was the big guy yeah he kept he would like <laughs> say things that were like spoke, not speaking broken english yeah. and just like 
uh, deleted or deleted, whatever. Yeah. Or enter or catchphrase here. Catchphrase <laughs> here. <laughs> It's great, man. <laughs> that was awesome. And then, uh, I, they probably did it a couple times, but I saw the one time where there was, like, in the background, and there's a guy that's just bumping into the wall. <laughs> like, he's trying to climb the wall, wall like he's the glitch or whatever in the program. Yeah. That was good. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, was, it was I was really surprised. I, I hope Disney... So, is Disney Plus going to start having all the Fox movies, and are they going to are they going to absorb Hulu at some point? I don't know if they'll absorb Hulu. I mean, they might. Because the thing with the Fox, though, is weird because Free Guy is also on HBO Max oh, right now, too. That's what I watched on was HBO oh, Max. Yeah, it it's, it's on yeah. Disney Plus as well. So oh, that's really? Why I don't, yeah. I so that's why I don't HBO. know. But Nightmare Alley is on on Hulu and HBO Max, I believe, as well. Did, has so, anybody watched that? So there's some type of weird things. I do have. Yeah. Uh, is it any good? It's all right. It, it's long. I mean, it's Guillermo del Toro, so... I know. I mean, it's got a decent story. The The problem that I told Drew on Nightmare Alley is that nobody is likable. You Everybody mm. is has got a side deal, something, you know, type thing going on, whatever else. And yeah, it's, it's just long. It's three hours of a bunch of people that you don't like. Mm. you know type of thing going through so and it's trying to have like this twist at the end that my wife called like 30 minutes before it happened <laughs> and so it's kind of like well yeah i don't know it's got good actors you know and i can't really say that it's really a bad but it just wasn't enjoyable if that makes sense yeah. you know in that way, that way so did anybody see batman nope i have no i'm gonna try to go this weekend cool there's something else on Netflix, The Guardians of Justice. Oh, my God. That is like a train wreck that you just can't... So it's good? No. No. It's a train wreck. It is. It is. He said it's a train wreck that you can't turn away from. It yeah, is. It is. But it's not good. I mean, it is like so... I saw the ad train wreck. It like is, I saw the trailer. Yeah, it is so bad. But you're kind of watching this and going, I think he meant for it to be this bad, and it's... You know, yeah, I mean, I kind of am watching it just because I'm like, where is this going? What kind of other damn styles are they going to use? Everything else. It's got this real, like, crazy early 80s feel and different stuff. And it's a mixture of, like, all sorts of weird crap, you know, between live action, animation, claymation. Uh, you know, it's just throwing everything, you know, bad acting, you know, bad special effects, just over the top of everything really and so it's just really weird speaking of bad acting there's a guy that uh that i work with and he he came in today and he was like he was like man i watched that uh aquaman movie like he'd never seen it oh yeah he was like i watched that aquaman movie he's like that's terrible, it's terrible. <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i never understood why so many people liked it a lot of people did. I was not among them on that. I think it's because it wasn't as bad as the other DC movies, right? Probably and they were so. kind of off the Wonder. They were just coming off the Wonder it's Woman like, high. It's like, and they were like, Wonder was good. Oh, you know, the Aquaman is not as bad as like Batman versus Superman or Justice League. So you didn't, you didn't like the decent. the Pitbull remake song. Yet? I think they were coming off the Justice League. I love the Pitbull remake song. No, Justice League. It's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, it goes great with that movie because it hurts your eyes and then hurts your ears at the same time. Did you quote to that song? Oh, that was so good. Did he say worldwide? Pitbull worldwide? No, he said like, he's like, it's all about water and like water is life or something like that. Oh 
It got really profound. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's good. I know. I want to see. I want to see the Batman. I kind of do. I too do. Now. I think things that looked horrible. I did. I thought, I th- it, I did, thought it did, but then the last trailer that so you guys have come looked, around. I've only come around. Awesome. I've only come no, around no, 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 because no, no, no. everybody else seems to say that no, no. it's awesome. Here's so the thing. I'm kind of like, no, I still think the trailers look like shit. I have zero. I have below zero expectations for this movie. But it's, it's like the Batman movie I've always wanted. But it's I a think Batman it movie. I want to see it just to see it. Yeah. But I'm not expecting to enjoy. I think it. it's the Batman movie I've always said they should have made. I think you're right. Oh. From what I've I want read, Batman to be like uh, the detective, like grim and noir and gritty and just kind of <laughs> okay street so level. People are like, "Oh, it's the best Batman movie ever." I've got the internet, so I haven't heard what you're Well, no, I know. I'm just saying I've That's seen. That's what that. the internet does say, though. I've seen people on Facebook or the internet have said this is the best Batman. They pretty much said about every Batman movie, though. But can, mm. is it really better than the Dark Knight? The Dark that's Knight, I want, probably not. But I don't know because that's it like, won't be for me. It's a pretty damn good movie. That's it's, like the best Batman movie ever. The, is Dark, the Dark Knight. Knight. Is, now I like the original, but is it Dark Knight like really a Batman one. movie? <laughs> but that's the thing. <laughs> the Dark Knight is a Joker movie. I really like Batman vs <laughs> Superman. That's kind of my best Batman. Movie. Uh, not really. You've got to Can we just kick you down? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying. Uh, Let's go put him in the I like, population. Or I like the 89 one <laughs> and the sequel because I like um, the director whose name I can't Tim Burton. Tim Burton. And of course, it was the first Batman movie. Like, sure I was is. there and it hit. Okay. So, as, as a nostalgia factor, I like it, but it's not the greatest movie ever. Right. Obviously, Dark Knight like, kicks yeah, the shit out of that movie. movie. But I can sit down and watch movie. the Batman 89 yeah. and the sequel over and over again. It's kind of like Shadow Flash Gordon. Long. Like yeah. It's a terrible movie, but it hit a sweet spot when sure. I was a kid, so... Okay. Uh, but... So, Alright, well, I'll be curious what you see. What you like, what and you I think we're going to try to go this weekend. Cool. Yeah. I'd like to go, too. I just don't know if I'll make it. Uh, no, I started I Lovecraft Country, so if you guys want to start that, I will do that. Is then. there only one season? The yeah. one season so far. I believe uh, yeah. it's canceled. There's only one season. Oh, it did get canceled. Oh damn! Yeah, I believe hopefully they said it will, it's just one season. Hopefully that it will wrap up. It, but okay, I'll look at that and I'll do that. One. I've been wanting to watch that. I just haven't gotten around to so it. I watched half of the first episode. Um. I did watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. Did I tell you that one? No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, you know, believe it or not, I liked not it. Bad. Yeah, it was not bad. I didn't Is know that what to any expect. Streaming? No, you got to rent it. You got to rent it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Most people have to rent it. Most people. Scott have to rent it. special. I was so. trying to circumvent that question because I always ask that question. He laughed and made a face. I and then you're always yelling yeah. at me, and now I said it the right way, and then you went right to where I always go. That is true. You, because hey, he laughed. And I'm made used a to that. Smile. I, so was, I was expecting. I was trying it. to cover for him, and so yeah. he was like, "Yeah, you have to rent it." Yeah, but some yeah, people do rent it. Scott's, Scott's in the Academy. They send him all That's the... That's right. They send him the all screeners. the screeners. I think it's got some nominations. Some nominations and stuff. <laughs> yes, it, is, it, it was, like I said, better than I thought it was going to be, so I enjoyed it. Cool. That's another movie I would have... I have zero expectations for. I, I'm with like you. Like, if it pops on Hulu or Netflix or HBO, like, I'll watch, or Paramount or whatever, yeah. I have, I'll watch it. 
I'm probably not going to go out of my way to like. Scream is already on What's Paramount it? Plus. It's really? on Paramount Plus. Wow. It's okay. on something. I flipped over a streaming service and it was on there. I think it's Paramount it Plus. I haven't watched it. Uh, I just saw my it wife went to go see it in the theater oh. the first day. Wow. You didn't go with her? No, because like I don't know. I well, I think it was like right around when did it come out? I don't know, like a month. There was something going on where I just didn't feel like going. I can't remember That's if fine. I didn't feel well or if I had something going on, but I ended up not going. Cool. Um, no judgment. I just words. Cool. All right, let's talk about the comics. It should be a short podcast. What are you talking about? I got like a whole stack of crap. It's all Scott. All the time. Well, I guess Scott better start. Yeah, I got Scott one better book. start. I have, you I guess have, I have two. one book. I have two. I have two. You have two. What, that big Kirby thing? Yeah. Well, hell, that'll take you like 20 I haven't read all of this. And the other thing is this Thor? Yeah. Did you read this? Yeah. Wow. Well, Did here. you buy it recently? You oh should talk God, about now. it. Don't you have more than two? Yeah, but Scott doesn't ever want to talk. You ask questions, and now i got to go first. That's right. you got to go first. You ask questions. <clears throat> I, just, All right. I thought maybe so you got it at the con or something. I did buy it at the con. And then you read it. And for it was, $120? No. Oh. $20. It's 20 but I didn't even pay that for it. So. Really? Who'd you nice. buy it from? Uh, Paul with Mad Dog Comics. The guy that used to work for Prairie Dog. I believe he... I don't know if it was him or not. Uh, who was the dude that quoted us that one time when he was at a, a show and he was like, this dude's been over here four times for a $100 book. I shit $100 bills. Or I crap $100 bills. Can't remember if that's Paul or not. But he uh, used I to remember work, that guy. He used to work for, for... Isn't he older? This guy is older. He's a super nice guy. Isn't Paul older? Yeah. Because he used to work for Prairie Dog? Yeah. Dude, it's funny you say that. I'm like... I can almost picture him, but I like had totally forgot he even existed. He has started doing conventions. I think he was at Aircap, and then he was at those two little ones that. Uh, um, he had a vendor. He was at your booth, or I mean, he was. Yeah, he, he, he was at, at show. our show, our Aircap show. Oh. No, he was. <laughs> okay. I know. And then he was at those the two little mini things that uh, those other. Uh, okay. Yeah. And just then talk he's about at four, this. Man. So anyway. Um, I, I mean, so yeah, okay, so like I'm um, started. <laughs> Mad Dog Comics. I don't at care. ICT. Just talk about the book. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, wait. You just you can't win for losing, can you? So anyway, I'm I'm kind of trying to get into like buying older books, you know. Like, <laughs> That's a money pit, isn't it? It is. Well, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to spend a ton grade. of money. It's not high grade. I don't care. And, and I don't care if they're in great condition. I mean, it's a... Can it's I open a, it and let it fall apart in my hand? Yeah. God it's damn. a Thor like 149, I think, or whatever. And it's like, it's a 12 cent book. I, I paid 15 bucks for it. Wow. I got a little bit of a discount. 12 cent? On. When the hell did it come out then? The 50s? So, no, seventy three, I think. Jesus, and but this a is year. a Kirby, so seventy three. Pretty. Sh six, Should we open and find yeah. out? So this I'm is a Kirby. To touch it, though. Well, then Marvel started in like six, I guess it's Thor though, right? It might yeah. be seventy three. You might be right. So it's Kirby. Marvel Lord. started in the sixties, though, didn't they? Yeah, but and they started with Journey in the Mystery, and then it turned into Thor. Yeah. Mm. But Journey the Mystery started like one twenty nine. February, oh sorry, February of 68, so I was 68, off by five yeah, years, so I yeah, thought it was more 60s. But it's, right. uh, it's, wow. uh, it's Kirby art. It is which, older than me. I love that panel right there, that's freaking awesome. I don't know why, I just like it. Huh. Um, but anyway, so, 
I just, he had it on the wall. It was a decent price. It looked cool. I liked the cover, so I picked it up. And I start reading it. And it's got the Wrecker in it. Yeah, I love the Wrecker. So, I'm I reading it. I love the three-panel cover. You don't right? see that a lot. So, I'm reading it. And it's talking about, like, uh, how the Wrecker has uh, Lo has uh, Loki's power. And his... his is enchanted, and Thor doesn't have his powers right now. Like, he's just immortal. He's not immortal. You should get that graded. And so, no. And like so, uh, so I'm reading it, and so I go, when the hell was the record's first appearance? So, like, I look it up. It's 148. This is this part two See? of the story get a of his origin. So it's technically, <laughs> oh, like, the second, the second appearance, appearance of the record or whatever. But it was just clicking with me. I'm like, this sounds like this is really new. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this guy's new character and this concept. So anyway, it's part two. And then there's it's continued after this. So there's a part three. Wow. But, so this is pretty much just a battle between Thor and the Wrecker. Hmm. And Thor's kind of getting his ass kicked. And then, because he doesn't have his... his uh, Hammer. Well, he has his hammer, but, his he, but he doesn't have, yeah, he doesn't have, like, his, all of his strength. He's, like, in a weakened state or whatever, and the Wrecker is, like, super-powered. And there's you know a little he bit of, He needs Conan in there. Right? He's, there's a little bit of Loki in there, and then Sip and Odin, and then there's a backup. It's only, like, a three-page backup, but it's the Inhumans, so it's got, like, Black Bolt and, and whatever. But the interesting thing that I like about this book is... As from an art standpoint, so the original, the main story, it's pencils by Kirby and inks by um, Vince Coletta. Vince Coletta. But the backup story is pencils by Kirby with inks by Senate. And so, although it's not the same thing, it's kind of cool if you want to stare at the artistic style. You can kind of look at Coletta's inking style and Senate's inking style, which obviously Senate I like a lot better than than Coletta, but anyway, I don't know. Like I said, I bought a couple other, I bought like some early Captain America books too at the show, but I didn't get a chance to read them. I only bought two. I bought three comics the whole <laughs> the whole convention and I think I spent a total of like 30 bucks, so. Nice. They were like $10 a piece comics, but anyway. That is pretty sweet. Yeah. I like it. <clears throat> see, I read uh, Sex Castle. By Kyle Starks. Sweet. Can yep. I see that? I oh, you bet. Because Drew's tried to get me to read this, and I don't you know. Never read it. I've read it twice now. No. Oh, you've so, read it twice? Yeah, I, oh, I'm sure okay. I've read this before when I started. Yeah, well, I think you did. When I flipped through it before, Is this I a took quick it. Read? Oh God, yes. I bet you I read it in under an hour. So, uh, you know, type thing. And uh, maybe is it good? Let me give me your review. I might. Yeah. Well, might okay. Read this. It's if you. So the the gist of Six, Sex Castle is, you know, it's this guy who's got the patch going on and whatnot, and basically he's your typical '80s action hero in a it's way. Snake Plissken, you know, type things. It's a uh, more like Roadhouse. It's a, like a what's the word? Amalgamation of amalgamation. There you go. I know you guys would know it. Amalgamation. There you go. Of a whole bunch of those kind of action heroes, you know, be it Roadhouse, be it. Um, uh, Snake Plissken, Snake Plissken, yeah, Rambo, all that type stuff. You know, into this one guy like who's like a, like a kick-ass assassin type things. And, of course, he's the old type of thing where he's just getting out of prison is how it starts. And, you know, no matter – and he wants to start a new life, you know, in a 
flower shop and of course they pull them back in you know type right. things into a life so every time but, i try to get out that's right exactly right so you back. know and, and lots of explosions whatever else you know type of thing it you know if you like those 80s movies it's kind of a play I on do. all of that type of stuff you know of course I the evil assassins have to come after him you know and they resemble you know classic you know ninjas. action heroes not really ninjas uh, they're more like rambo and uh, Afghanistan, other type of people Afghanis? there and stuff. No, not really. Mercenaries. Uh, they're Works. mercenaries. There you go. There you go. Commando. I heard about this book because Andy Hirsch was on our podcast. You know who Andy Hirsch is? He was on our podcast. Yeah, our I podcast. should know who he is, but I don't. Well, I met him at like uh, Texas Con, and then I liked his stuff, so I had him on the podcast. Where was I here? You were here, and he had just gotten back from Heroes Con. And he had sat next to Kyle Stark at Heroes Con, and he said, yeah, this sex castle, this is the coolest thing ever, man. You check it out. And so that's why I checked it out. I don't even remember that at wow. all. But, but yes. what has Andy Hirsch done? Sorry. No, you're I'm okay. He was, at the time, he was drawing like Garfield, and he did a book, a creator-owned book called Varmints. Huh. I mean, he's just... Wow, look at that memory of his. I don't understand. It's None of this strikes the memory at all. <laughs> This is enjoyable, though, and it's a fairly quick read, and the art's fun, you know, for what it's doing, you know, and everything else for the story. Does Kyle uh, Starks write at Android? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty, I he, mean, he's got a pretty simple style, you know, overall, but I mean, there's some good, you can, there's some detail in there, you know, you can generally tell which character's which and things of that nature is real stylized. Is, so, uh... I like it. It's, it's, it's fun. Does Kyle Starks do just writing with other people drawing it or does he do the all last book stuff? i just did this trigger keaton he actually got chris schweitzer to draw it he okay. just wrote it but normally he writes and draws them that was that and chris five, schweitzer colors them that was that five hundred six sidekicks six sidekicks of trigger, trigger keaton gotcha. yes. okay yeah right. so, yeah, so will, he was so Kyle was writing it, but he was having one of his other guys. I think guys. Chris Schweitzer drew, drew. Um, okay. the the sidekicks book. I think he's okay. going to be somewhere. But I can't he, remember if he's he wrote, he wrote Andrew Oldhead, though. Yes, he did. For Heroes, because I've been yes. listening to Which would be my next one after you guys throw your other stuff around. After Drew just tosses it. I got this first. I got Tiger Boy versus the uh, world number one and number two. Geez, did you kickstart that? I did kickstart it. Did he Robert just drop the number three? I think so. And I also got his Tiger Boy and Cheetah Girl versus the Ice Cream Commander. Uh, I love this dude. This sounds like something from Robert Rodriguez, doesn't it? No. Well, yeah, but this is, uh, so this is by else? Jordan Kroger? Yeah, Jordan Kroger. Kroger, like Kroger the grocery store. Yes. Okay. And uh, I kickstarted this and I didn't read it right away. I've had it for about, I don't know, five months. I literally ran out of things to read, and this was the last thing wow. on the <laughs> nightstand. That's oh, a, my God. So I finally sat down. I'm never going to get him to come to Air Capital. Great. Read them. They're pretty cool. I mean, it's definitely a indie kind of, you know, made-in-your-garage kind of comic. So he but it's this, got a lot of energy. What's he that? wrote this with his kid. His son. Yeah, because I think his son did this cool little drawing on the yeah. inside cover. So really his, nice. him and his son wrote it. It's kind of Robert Rodriguez thing, because didn't they write the Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie? Sure. I don't know. So Probably. But yeah, I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's just kind of crazy out there. Just kind of, you know, punk rock, indie comic type thing. 
it didn't blow me away, but I mean, I like Jordan Kroger's art for the most yeah, part. It's crazy. I think you can do. I think you can do. Uh, I think his storytelling could be a little better in places, but I mean, it's an indie comic. I mean, what are you expecting? I mean, it's cool. It's fun. It's just kind of a lot of a lot of energy, and so I mean, props to him. Ooh, pen up by Jake Smith. Like I said, yeah, you got a couple really? of guys to do some cool things. Isn't that fucking awesome? The first Asian one Kansas. has a pin up by Christopher Harris. Oh, nice. Moise. But yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. Jordan. I mean, the basic story is there's this girl. It's like a Mad Max type world, and she's like a band. Aaron she finds Conway? this. She wow. finds this tiger boy who's like sort of like. I don't know. He's like kind of royalty, and she rescues him. They it take is, him back is. to his like uh, owner or his dad or whoever. You know, I do. And then she tries to get like a reward, you know but then she finds out Tiger Boy um, doesn't actually want to be there. So then they rescue him, and they run away, and then now they're on the run. So that's end of issue two. Written by River Kroger, Rose Kroger, and Jordan Kroger. That's the mini comic. Yes. Yeah. I think this is all by Jordan Kroger. Do now. It says it on the cover. Really? It does not list his son. I thought he was kids. I think his him. kid just to help do that side comic there. I like this one. No, yeah, it's pretty. Sweet. I like this one better. This one's pretty cool. It's got. You need the... to get Gunnar Leatherwood to air cap. I haven't heard of him. No, that it's... Aaron Conley thing is. You should get Jordan Kroger to come some year. I've been trying. What's his excuse? Oh, I don't know. Well, fair enough. I think I see him at Planet a lot, and I've talked to him, and yeah. uh, maybe where's he looking? It. Huh? Is he a Kansas City he guy? Kansas City guy. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you should have him down here. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny. Like he's well, super... he's kind of in that weird spot where he's not really professional, so it's hard to give him yeah. like all expenses paid type of thing. Ah, uh, yes. And so he's he, uh, really gonna make enough coming to our show to justify it type of thing. He um from a business standpoint. Years ago, I I followed him on Facebook or whatever, and he had done done a. A drawing of Wonder Woman. Yeah. And it was a really cool drawing. And so I had mentioned, I just said something online. I was like, hey, that's a cool picture, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I went to, I think it was Planet, and he was there. And I was like, hey, I was like, yeah, I'm introduced myself. I'm, I saw your Wonder Woman thing, comment, because not many people comment. I was like, I commented on it. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you like that piece? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, here, take it. <laughs> and I'm like, and he was charging like $100 for a commission at the yeah. time or whatever. And he's like, here, just take it. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, uh, He's like, yeah, man. He's like, if you really like it, you should have it. And I'm just like, all right, thanks. I mean, he's a super nice guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. And he did, what was the other book? Fit? Fist. The Fist. The Fist. Yeah. Yeah, he was doing like a self-published book. I like Fist, that book. So I actually I like, like The those. Fist better than this, to be yeah. honest with you. This looks really good. It's I, not... I yeah. like the other stuff just because it's so different. Yeah. Like, it's got all kinds of different styles and colors yeah, and everything. Cool. This one I really, really like, though. I like the Zipatone stuff. Oh, yeah. it, it seems more um, uh, constant, like more contained. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like more toned down or whatever. But I also like that crazy stuff, too. Cool. Well, there's a Kickstarter out there right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking I might. Uh, Pick up his shit at Planet if he's there. Anyway, I think it's back cool. to you, Don. It is. Uh, okay, well, I have <laughs> acquired, and then I just I have this my god damn my absolute this my fourth is... world absolute. 
volume one of Jack Kirby's fourth Fourth world. World. What is included in this? Everything. No, I mean, just the stuff. Oh, um, I don't know. The first half can't be, but it goes in chronological order. So it's as it's published. published Yes. So it's like, so. So it's got forever people. It starts off with uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. So like the first three issues of that. And then it starts in with Forever People, New Gods, Mr. Miracle. New Gods. Huh? Um, mm-hmm. So, so the um, the Kirby uh, Fourth Aren't the World. Is usually bigger than this? No. Okay. This is a pretty big fucking absolute because it's like well, 800 yeah, pages. Yeah, I just mean like. No, size wise, it's about the same. And then it goes all the way to. It's 800 pages? Yeah. Jesus freaking Christ. Yep. Um, and this is all. I totally missed what you were talking about okay. before, but is it all... So, I'm just gonna... So, the fourth world, when Kirby went to DC... But I guess I was just thinking, is this all his DC work? Because of being absolute? Or is it... No, not okay. really. So, the fourth world is a story that he did, that he ran through four books. It was um, Superman, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Then he created... Uh, the New Gods, the Forever People, and Mr. Miracle. Right. And so, this is one big saga that runs through all four of those titles. Okay. But that's Uh, still all DC. Yes, it's all DC. Okay. So when he went over to DC, this is what he initially created. He also created Commandy, which does not tie into this. Right. I don't know if that was at the exact same time. I don't either. But like I said, this is like 74. I think. So I think this ish. is the stuff he did when he first went over to DC. Oh, okay. And right. then after this, these all got canceled. Right. He did, I think, The Demon. He did uh, Commandy. And he did some other stuff, too. Yeah. They kind of bounced him around. The so, stuff. well, he did OMAC. I don't O-Mac, know what he did yeah. OMAC. But, so basically, this is Kirby's, like, creator-owned, like, high-concept, basically, saga. Mm-hmm. That he's told over these four series. Um, it introduces Darkseid. Like Darkseid's first appearance is in this storyline. The Mother Box. Like that's introduced. Like obviously the Forever People. The um, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Big Barda. Big Barda. Granny Goodness. Like uh, all that shit. The Parademons. Like all that stuff. And it's so it's all one big giant story basically of good versus evil. So you have like Dark Side and then you have the All Father. And like he even created I think he created the concept of like the source wall. Mm-hmm. Like a shit ton. Like he went he was at Marvel and basically built the Marvel universe, right? With Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Like they co-created it or however you want to say it. And then he went over to DC and he basically, obviously he didn't like create Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and all that shit. But everything like New God and Cosmic and stuff, like this stuff has been built on since he did it in the 70s. Like they're right. still using Dark Side and the Mother Box and the New Gods and Orion and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's just, it's interesting how he did like, but... Everybody always talked... Like, these books didn't do so great, like, when they were coming out. They all got canceled. 
Yeah, and people will shortly, people will go back and say people just weren't ready for it. Like he was way ahead of his time, like with this concept. Aren't music guys, but it's kind of like the Velvet Underground. I don't know if you guys know who they are. I've heard of them, but I'm not. But that they put out an album, it. and they like the the famous quote that somebody said is like it only sold like you know I don't know twenty thousand copies, you know, or whatever. But everybody who bought a copy started a band. I've heard that, yeah. I mean, so it's kind of like everybody who really liked Fourth World basically started writing and drawing comics. Writing and drawing comics. <laughs> so, yeah. It, I mean, it's stuff that, this is like what made Walt Simonson and John Byrne, like, you know, that was their jam. I mean, that's yeah. what made them want to make comics, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's Kirby and his prime, really. It's him just creating a shit ton of stuff. I've read this before because, but it's been a while. They came out with um, uh, hardcovers. There's, it's like a four volume set that has the whole thing. And I bought those like, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago or whatever and read through them. But then when they came out with the absolutes, I'm like, well, it's the absolute. I love that format. It's Kirby. Like I'll buy it, you know, and I'll read through it again. So, excuse me. But yeah, it's, it's just Kirby, they just let him, they basically just let him loose. Because he started on um, Jimmy Olsen. And the, so like the first three issues with like the Jimmy Olsen stuff, it, it doesn't even really have anything to do. It has a little bit, but it doesn't really get started. So like the first three issues, the Jimmy Olsen stuff, it's okay. It's not like the best stuff in the book but then once it kicks in with like new gods and mr miracle and all that stuff it really starts clicking and I'm, you know what i mean like i'm really digging it have you ever read all this stuff i've only read new gods new gods okay that was i don't know i like kirby but i mean it's very old school it's very oh yeah it's very 70s i mean it was a little bit of a bitch to get through right like i conceptually it's really cool and the ideas are really cool but the execution is you know a little dim. yeah well, and, and to, like... And then after he got done doing all the shit for DC, Scott, he went over to Marvel and created the Eternals. <laughs> Imagine that. Right. But, uh, anyway, so... Yeah, um, I do know that he created the the Eternals. I I'm, just didn't know how that timeline uh, stretched yeah, out and there. I think because of the fact of, that he bounced back and forth Well, he even... Bit. He seemed obsessed in his after he did all the superhero stuff with really, you know, the archetypes and the gods and yes. like, you know. Yeah, someone said of... that he liked I don't know if you guys are familiar with the book Charity of the Gods. It um, sounds familiar, but it's like it's... It was, I don't know when it was written, but it's the concept is that uh the gods are actually just people with really high technology that like came to Earth and like, you know, they're not actually gods, they were just like a different aliens. Aliens that had like really cool right. technology that seemed like godlike powers. And that's Stargate. the concept of Chariot yes. of Gods. And I think most of his stuff really plays into that quite a bit, yeah. you know. Well, um, I know that he, like, that's kind of like, you know, uh, Commandy, the Demon, um, the Fourth World stuff. And then, like, I know he did, like, the Bicentennial for, because he went back to Marvel did like that bicentennial thing with, and then he did a, a run on Captain America. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be like 76. So I mean, probably shortly after this, he went back to Marvel yeah. and he was doing Captain America and stuff. But what, like that era, like that 70s, that's the Kirby that I really like. Like yeah. I'm going back and reading 
the Fantastic Four stuff. And that's good and like too, the but early like stuff, stuff the artwork, like it takes him a while to develop. Like yeah. even into I'm into like issue thirty or thirty five or whatever, and it's still not that Kirby. Like yeah. what I think of as Kirby. This is what I think of yeah, as Kirby. It's that chunky, that kind chunky, of blocky, blocky, over you know, the top, whatever. But crazy perspective. But this really hits the Kirby nerve from like oh, yeah. as far as artwork goes. That's peak Kirby. In yeah, my opinion. I mean. I mean, but, Commandy's really good, too. Yeah, I like Commandy. Um, which... I really like his second Captain America run, if you ever read that stuff. Oh, yeah, the Mad Bomb stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I have that. Crazy. I have the issues, I mean, but I went back and bought cool. them years ago, but... Did you ever read the Kirby biography? Uh, the Shilly? Shilly one, yeah. Uh-uh, I don't... I didn't buy it, because I... Did I, I give it to you? No, I... You tried to, but I wasn't going to take it, because I just didn't that. think I'd get to it, but... I've read, like... You give it to him on an audio book. I've read like two, two or three like autobiographies of Kirby, and I'm yeah. and I've listened to a lot of podcasts about Kirby. Well, I guess I know everything, Don. He does. Well, no, I'm not saying I know I everything, but I'm I just think like he does. I, think he does. I don't I have know a if lot it, of faith when that him. came out, I thought about buying it, but I'm just like I don't know if there'd be anything new in it. I love Tom Scioli and I yeah, love Kirby, that's fair. but it was just like I had not ever listened to a podcast or read a biography of Kirby. Yeah, I didn't realize you read books. <laughs> yes. I used to. I don't read them that much anymore, but... Cool. Me neither. Um, I guess you listen to audiobooks, because you're in your car. I do. Um, um, so I was going to talk... I wanted to talk to you about... Absolutely not. A podcast that I've been listening to. You want to um, talk about I, that during this why podcast? Why is every podcast... No, 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 no. no. talk about another podcast? Because no, I started listening to this podcast, and it's about original art. Like, people that collect original art, and they talk about that it. That just stopped me bitter. And they had... <laughs> They had uh, Dur- Dragada, yeah, Nick Dragada. Mm-hmm. He was on one of the podcasts, and he said something really interesting because the the guy He's that mostly digital. I know the guy that does the podcast is like. Is it Felix? Yes, it's Felix. So you it's, listen to the Felix. I listen to the podcast? Felix Art Podcast or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So he had Nick Dragada on there, yeah. and he was talking to him about how Nick was like. He said, you're all digital. He's like, I, you don't have any original art to sell. He's like, you're missing out on like a, a ton of, of cash. cash. And Nick Dragata was like, and this was probably like six or seven years ago when this podcast was recorded. Uh, but Nick Dragata, he was doing like East of West. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I can make way more money because I own it. Like doing my own thing with, with uh, Hickman. Yeah. Like us together. Like I can make so much more money just from the book, yeah. And the digital lets me move so much faster. Yeah. He's like, I'm actually making more money <laughs> just doing the book than I am doing like a book for Marvel, where I get a page rate and then I sell the original art. Yeah. He's like, I can just zip through stuff and do it so much faster and stay on schedule. And I actually, I, it was inter- I mean, obviously well, that's, that's all why the digital they guys do it. Say it's because they're faster. I get that. Right. But Dragata could also be selling his original art, so I mean, but if it's that much slower, you know, there's a balance there. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, he was definitely like, no, this is how I do it. Like, I get it, but this is how I make my, my bread and butter is on the, on the comic sales. Which is what it should be. not the art. That's how it should be. Yeah. It is very interesting. But there are some artists that make more on the original art than they make on their comic. Well, yeah. Sure. But. Oh, I did read. And then. Something else, and then yeah. he had he did another podcast, but he had Eric Larson. 
yeah. and Eric Larson was talking. It wasn't an interview about like Savage Dragon. It was all about original art because yeah. Eric Larson like collected original art and stuff. It was cool. If you want to listen to an interview with Eric Larson that you've never heard before, listen to that one because it was really cool. Fuck that guy. Eric Larson? No, Fuchs. Oh, why? <laughs> I was like, these Larson? people used to be reasonable priced. It's not. He has inflated the market by his marketing <laughs> strategy. He's not. It's not. Him. James Heron used to He's be five hundred bucks for a commission. Now it's like five grand. <sighs> it's all because of him. It's not. It was yeah, gonna. It's him. Okay, whatever, dude. He console. He monopolized all those people. Then he freaking jacked the prices up. He got all the rich people to pay for it, and us all Joe schmoes can't afford their art anymore. I understand what you're saying. I, I think true. you have a skewed view of it. I Fuck think. That guy. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm just kidding. Felix is fine, but he has inflated that market. You were telling me you saw something, or you read something, or oh, I did read. Something. I read a podcast. Is it my turn? Listen to a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it is my turn, talk. but you, yeah, you were talking, you so well, no, it comes back around. Okay, you sure? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. He's like so. Um, Over this podcast. What? Just strict. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Old Head. I read Old Head from Kyle Starks. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a quick read? It is very quick Can read. I see it? This one is probably even faster Can than I that one. It? Really? I thought this one was longer. Uh, Do you it's, need it's it tough. to... Um, you know, it's probably about the same. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell because that one... You know, while smaller format had a lot more, uh, uh, I don't know, blocks. Did this hit for you because it's got a basketball thing? I thought it was pretty good. No, I, you're not really so. I watched you guy. flip through it. That's cool. I just want to hear what you have to say about it. And so, then decide what I'm going to do. I'm a, on a, that is not true. I am a horror comedy guy. Oh, then you would love. This. So I'm. I don't like that serious horror or even those horror type things where they're trying to be based off of some true story or anything. Nothing, you know, against the Conjuring or anything of that nature. But speaking uh, of oh, then his story, top five but horror movies are probably right up your alley. They were. I mean, they're it was all like, like comedy. Exactly. Horror. So I'm reading this and I'm going. This would be my top five, just about with the exception of Monster Squad. There's... I'd probably replace with. Captain Tremors, in the Woods. Fright Night, Shaun of, of the Dead, Monster Squad, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. Well, evil, I agree with Evil Dead 2. Yes. The but, rest but of them. His, nah. like, honorable mentions, you know, have, like, Cabin in the Woods and some others, which I, I liked like as well. Don't so, lie. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Those are, like, great movies, in my opinion. So, yes, you're right. I like... I like the horror comedy aspects. And so, yes, this really hit on some of that. I mean... You don't. It's one of these ones where you don't spend too much time per panel. You know, you read through type things, you know, and whatever else, because it's just one to hit to the next joke, you know, that or whatever else. Or and sometimes they overstay their welcome, you know, maybe with some jokes. I mean, there's a lot of jokes about the weird vampire-looking, I don't know, dickhead guys, you know, which is, <laughs> you know, well, funny at first, you know, after about the 15th time, it's kind of like, Not yeah, we've funny. been there, done that, you know, type things. But the one guy who doesn't change because he's like whatever the freaking, uh, I don't know what you want to say, the pretty boy, yeah. he, that one's kind of funny too. But, you know, the overall basics is, is that this guy is a tough basketball player that was known for being the bruiser in the basketball world. But he couldn't make a damn shot, barely. Okay? So 
he comes home because his mom died and he's got to take care you know of the estate and all that other type of stuff well his mom was a very tough woman you know and basically told him you need to fight for everything and so he uh, this guy also has a daughter and so he's bringing his daughter back you know for the funeral and stuff and teaching her a little bit you know here and there you know and talking about how his mom was well you've come to find out that up the street from him kind of on this hill you know and whatever the hell else this weird castle and whatnot lives dracula and his cronies you know type things and so his mom was actually a vampire hunter and um of course yeah yeah which he never knew and you know he's got those general genes you know or whatever else you want to say it has to then uh, end up kind of trying to battle vampires and and save the day and and whatever else but it's fun it's it rips through pretty fast you know and it, you know, it's I don't know if there's really too much else there. You know, the, the art works with the story because it does have that kind of cartoony feel, you know, and things, but yet you can still tell everything is going on, you know, and things. Um, What's, sorry, technical questions. Was this released as uh, issues, as a series, or is this a standalone graphic It was actually novel? an OGN. Okay, and it just came out in 2021. I guess so. Well, it, it says... says yeah, I don't remember. First printing August of I just twenty twenty one. I don't track years. This was like less than twelve months ago. Yeah. Like less than like seven or eight months it's ago. It's fairly recent. So it's recent. Okay. Alright. I guess I'll be reading a bunch of Kyle Starks yeah. if I read anything. Did Chris Schweitzer do anything on this one? He colored it. Oh, he Did colored he color it? it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Colored by Chris Schweitzer. It's fun though. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I knocked that thing out. I know I knocked that thing out in like 30 minutes. You need so. it back up there. What's that? Do no. we need it back up there? No, I don't think so. Not unless you want to. I was done with it. Oh, the thing uh, that I was going to say I read, uh, I read the Beta Ray Bill Mini by Daniel Warren Johnson. Fucking awesome. Right? Isn't that good? So fucking good. Right? That dude could write. I don't know. He's just, everything he does, I love. I mean, he just, he killed it. Like he brought, it's almost like it was sort of like, I really liked Walt Simonson's run, so I'm going to do like homage to that kind right. of thing. I think in the issues he even had like an interview with Walt Simonson on in the back of issue one or something. But uh, maybe. anyway, I don't remember that. Maybe you better read letter columns. Are you? I read that. I'm just joking. But anyway, yeah, it was super cool. Like, I mean, it was like everything you love about Vader Ray Bill and like Walt Simonson's run, and he brought back like the Executioner. You know, it was just kind of <laughs> just over the top. Like he goes and fights Searcher and has to get like his sword. It had like right. a cool reason why he was doing it too. Like he couldn't transform back to. His humanoid form, because right. Thor broke his fucking hammer like a jackass, you know. <sighs> and so, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I do, it. do you like Daniel Warren Johnson? Yeah, he likes Daniel Warren. He uh, extremity. extremity, yes. Yeah, extremity. Yeah. And then, uh, did I give you Murder Falcon? Not that I remember. Okay. I just remember Extremity. Do you have the? It was not like a happy thing though. So no. story. Do you have the collection of the Wonder Woman Dead World or whatever? Yes. Yeah. Did I give you that? Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman. Yeah, he read that. Oh, you read that? Yeah, I did read that oh, okay. one. Yeah, that one was... I haven't read all... I bought, like, the first issue, so, so. and then I never read it, but uh, maybe at some point in my life I'll read the whole thing. Do you have the whole thing? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I only did. bought the, the first issue. Yeah. So, cool. But yeah, that was good. I liked the Beta Ray Bill thing. Yeah, everything he did. That was coming out, like, right around... It was hitting right when... What was the James Heron book that he Oh, Mega. 
Ultra Mega? Ultra Mega was coming out. That Beta Ray Bill was coming out. Um, there was a lot of stuff coming out at the same time that was just like, it was like insane how good that shit was. Insane. Insane. Yeah, it was really good. The golden age of comics. And I finally read the Tradmore Silver Surfer book, too. What did that? Oh, my God. It was pretty cool. I mean... It was a little too. T it wasn't standalone enough for me. It felt like a little too tied into what Kate's was doing with whatever. Right. I just but didn't it was the cool. Art the art was awesome. Blow you away. Yeah, the like, art was. The really art cool. was just insane. Silver Surfer. I feel like the story black. Been a little better. Yeah, Silver Surfer. Black. And then he turns into like black a black Silver Surfer or something. Maybe I don't even remember. Yeah, the art was. So it was good, really though. about the art. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Alright, that's all I had for that. You got anything else? Inspector Dog. No. Required reading. The best thing I read this whole week. Were we supposed to read that? No. Uh, okay, no, so no. before I talk about you, right. I screwed up, and I seen you said I did the required reading, and I thought, fuck, what was the required reading? And I thought, oh, crap. That's right. We were talking about fables the other week. So I pulled this out, and I read it real quick. What? Where but did you, where did I scalped? know. And then, I, But I forgot that I gave you scalped. Over like the weekend because yeah. I had nothing there that showed me that I did required reading. <laughs> so I was like, oh crap, what was I supposed to read? And then I then I come over here and I see that you have scalped and he's got scalped. And then my brain remembered, oh yeah, I did give him scalped on Saturday. But I was to my credit, I was a little tipsy when I came over here Saturday because the wife and I had just shared a bottle of wine, and I came over here, and I do apologize for that. That was kind of rough. I was. I was a little uh, Sailor Scott. I know I cussed way too much during their rules explanation. It was just during the rules so, explanation. Can I interrupt it? Oh, I was. I was interrupting and cussing up a set so, on so, so, like, so I apologize for that, by the way. No, it's, it's fine. It's so. like this podcast. Huh? Kind of, but it's like you're trying to teach a board game. And normally, Scott is very, you know... Attentive, attentive, and, and he was just like, but man, I was, was all just all over, over the place. place, and I lost that game so horribly. But I had so much fun doing it. So, uh, yeah, it, it was oh, a no, good, it was fun. It was actually a fantastic game. I would play it again in a second. But anyway, I digress. Okay, yeah. so yes, I've read the reading assignment. I think for the next one. Wow. So yeah. you're ahead of the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, but is it's that, quick. It's it, really quick read because I did it, it before I came over issues? here. So five. five. So it's even less. All right. Anyway, Chew. Since I'll be reading it in single issues. There you go. Chew, volume two. Uh, she, Drunk History. And uh, Drew talked about this one last time, and he was just butchered it. He did not like it at all. Nope. Uh, so my expectations were extremely low for this. And you loved it. I, I didn't. Best thing you've read all year. I know. Exactly. No, I'm kidding. It's and not the greatest thing. But scout. it's not. I did not feel that it was as bad as what he said it was though either but do you see my points on it i oh i totally see your okay. points i mean out of all the things okay so here's the thing <laughs> as you are as i was reading it and going through it it's like yeah it's kind of fun uh, it's a little weird and whatever else but my my thing was was that it it never felt like it spent too long though yeah, in one, any one it area moves fast. it moves really fast and it wasn't like it was going Oh, look at this big, you know, intellectual thing we're going to do or whatnot. It never felt that way. But by the time you get to the end, yes, you get to one point or the other where you go, 
Really? That's how you tie it up? You know, type things? By carbon dating and not by the fact that the thing's been missing for, you know, <laughs> thousands of years, years, you know, type things? No. So I'm with you on that totally, you know? Yeah. But to its credit, it takes like, what, two panels for that? And yeah, you just kind of like go, that's eh, a throwaway. I'm just Either like, way, it's stupid, so, you know, type things. And, I'm just saying, as a writer, worthless. the most obvious thing was it was missing for 500 years. I know. So nobody yeah, knew about for it. whatever it is. But so. No, let's do the carbon dating. <laughs> I thing. know. What the uh, fuck is going to carbon date the I'm pain? totally with you. I'm totally with you. Yes, I hope. But, you know, this thing doesn't take itself too serious. It never has, you know, through the other chunk. You know, it's still that way. It's trying to be as slapstick almost as you come. But yet, you know, it, it almost borderlines on a little bit of a horror comedy in some ways because, you know, out of the blue, they'll just blow somebody's head off, you know, and, and stuff like this, too. So uh, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was that bad. But like I said, also, my expectations were pretty low when I uh, got to reading it based off of what Drew You know said. how low my expectations so. are for that book? They're really high now that I, I just gave it such the, a great review. I didn't even fucking buy it. Well, you didn't buy the single issues? Holy cow. Well, like this with, must be really with, bad because you with, buy everything. I know. With Chew with terrible. an EW, I felt, always felt like those books had like a main story they're heading they towards. And, and this, is this does not feel like it has any kind of purpose. No, Otherwise, just a cash in layman had need something to do. I don't know. Uh, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, it is just kind of out there and just goofy fun. You know, type things, but you're not even finding that that fun. So I mean, it's it's fine. Fun, it's like you say, it's nothing. passable. It's just not great. And I, I don't know. It's just yeah. I'm glad you got some. But you, it does have the problem that a lot of times affects me, where there's like nobody that's really likable. You know, type things. Yeah, I mean, I well. think the main character, she's kind of. Really? She's sort of like a thief with a heart of gold kind of. She's uh, not horrible. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Possibly maybe. in there. Maybe not. But I, I could be with you on some of that. But that, I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. I still find it kind of fun in that that universe. All right. I did finally, I did get through something. The Me You Love in the Dark. Hey, that's finally. something I bought in the single issues and I haven't read it yet. Did you? Yeah. Which cover did you get? It's a really fast read. One? Is it? Is it, so There's is Scotty 15. Young just the writer? Yes. Yeah. So Scotty Young wrote it. He has the artist I from... Because I'm mm. part of Scotty Young's like freaking weird thing, what Substack. Substack. Yeah. But I don't like I'm on the free end or something. Yeah, so. I'm on the free end of his too. Yeah. yeah, it's with Jorge Corona who did Middle West with him. Oh, okay. So same team as Middle West. Right. So Scotty Young Of course you are. Is primarily on the Substack. To me, an artist who also writes. Now he's realized he can write a lot faster than he can draw so he's starting to write books with other artists yeah but he makes more money when he draws probably that's why he still does covers i think that's his bread and butter or whatever. yeah i think so too but scotty young is a good idea guy and i think he's a decent writer i give him kudos on this book that he tried to do something totally out of his comfort zone and i think he was mostly successful however i don't think he quite has the chops to like make it anything super unique or special. Like Middle West, I felt was kind of like I Hate Fairyland. It had kind of that whimsical, not really whimsical, but kind of fantasy type thing. This one, he's really trying to do a romance horror, hmm. which is totally outside of his normal genre comfort zone. You yeah. know what I mean? Which 
he all he pretty much he does pull it off. I'm not gonna say he doesn't pull it. He pulls it off. I just don't think it's like knock it out of the park type of thing. Okay. Because I don't think he's primarily I don't think his greatest strength is his writing. I think his greatest strength is his art and his sensibilities, and he can kind of like he can come up with cool ideas, but the execution of those, mm-hmm. you know, like I hate Fairyland. I loved I hate Fairyland, but it was kind of like a slapstick kind of jokey, it was. you know, yeah. one off thing. And I think he's really good at that. But when you try and do something a little more, I don't know if I want to say mature, just a little more. Yeah, because I felt had a certain maturity there going through it. Yeah, and it was you decent. Know, type things. So when he the, tries to the, do something the biggest little... problem I had with Middle West was the fact that towards the end I felt like he was trying to speed through to yeah, a whole lot faster. Yeah, very, yeah, there you go. Very much rushed, yeah. you know, type things. And overall with the Middle West, it, it was taking ideas, I think, from other sources, which a lot of people do anyway, you know, type things, and uh, maybe put them in a different little bit of style, you know, type things. Um, didn't seem maybe quite as original, I guess, in some ways. Yeah. Well, this is a little more nuanced, a little more subtle. And I don't know that he... I, he's a good writer. I don't know that he has the total chops to totally pull it off. But I mean... So the basic idea is there's, an, there's this girl. She's a painter. She's an artist. She kind of hit it big or whatever. And so... But she kind of isn't feeling it anymore. So she rents this house out in the middle of nowhere like a mansion. And she's going to crank out paint, like redefine her style and kind of do a bunch of paintings for a new art show that, at her gallery that she has, mm-hmm. you know, time in or whatever. Well, she's having writer, artist block or whatever. She can't quite channel what she wants. Well, it turns out the house has like the spirit that starts talking to her like a ghost. And so she starts talking to the ghost and, you know, they kind of have a start chatting and, then once she starts talking to the ghost, she kind of gets her mojo back and she kind of figures out how to paint. She starts painting and she's in a much better mood and her and the ghost kind of form a relationship. And by relationship, I mean that they form a relationship. So like they actually have like a, a emotional, physical relationship because the ghost can somehow manifest himself. And first it starts with dancing and eventually it's other things, you know. So anyway, and so, but then at some point, she just it's like a lot of relationships then she starts to feel smothered by it and she kind of pushes away well this ghost guy he doesn't really like to be pushed away so that takes this weird kind of dark turn Turn. where like he's trapped he's keeping her in the house you know but it's still kind of weird like this vibe you know and so but it's not so much that he's keeping her in the house. He's just kind of encouraging, no, you don't want to leave, you know, and he talks her out of it and she stays, you know. But then it gets like, goes like, then it, at some point it kind of goes to like more like horror and then it goes to like, becomes like a horror story. Okay. So it starts as like a drama, then kind of goes into like a weird love story, love and... story, romance, but supernatural and then turns into like a oh. horror. Mm. And it's only five issues. Wow. And so that's so a it's a quick... lot. A lot yeah. to happen in five issues, and I don't know and, that it uh, really develops it enough. Jumping around, like there's the not enough meat in, in the story to really develop it to really get you tied in to do all those quick turns. I my, think my baby driver problem. I love my baby. I love baby driver. I, I love, love the too. first half of it or first two but, thirds. And but then anyway, I think it so turns into a horror. Movie. The Jorge Corona art is super cool, um, and the concept is cool. The execution is decent. I mean, it works. I mean, there's nothing like. 
bad. It's not like you're reading. It's like, this is dumb. No, I mean, it's fine. It just doesn't feel like the greatest. It just doesn't elevate how you say it. You know, it just doesn't blow you away from a writing standpoint. Yeah. It's cool. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. It's just, you know. Cool. And I like Scotty Young as a creator. And oh, so yeah. Anything he does, I'm in, I'm in. And I like the fact that he tried to, like, do something totally different, you know. I yeah. Mean, that takes a lot of guts to just say, yeah, I do. I hate, I hate Fairyland, you know. Middle West was kind of the same, but a little more, like, mature, serious. But, hey, now I'm going to do a romance horror thing, you know. Yeah. It's like, cool. I mean, more power to him. Something that's so, jumping and combining yeah. genres, I guess, in some way. Anyway, that's the me you love in the dark. Should I read it? Yeah, definitely. I think okay. you'll like it. I'll try so, to read it for the next one, and then we can Cool. Then we it. can double dip it. There you go. Yeah. You did remind me of something that I did watch, um, actually, while talking about this. Last Night in Soho. Oh, is that any good? Which is Edgar Wright and whatnot. Uh, yes, uh, it is. I liked it. Uh, it's got some maybe pacing issues a little bit as he's trying to set up some stuff. But overall, uh, I really en is enjoyed it. Service? I don't think so. Okay. So, um but yeah, I, I I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's got a certain, as you're talking about things there, you know, kind of this, you know, trying to be a, a genre bending, you know, feel, you know, yeah. a, a mix of some different types of styles there a little bit. Um, so depending on what you're after there, or what you're expecting, but I don't really don't want to say too much about it there because of the fact that I think for me, that was kind of part of the fun of kind of seeing where it was going and, and how, how dark it was maybe going to go you yeah. know in some respects but uh overall both the wife and i did not think it was a bad movie so i cool. think we overall enjoyed it nice but it's not a real happy film i will say that yeah well that's edgar right yes scout the trails end volume 10 the last one Woohoo! finished it yeah all right what do you guys think the required reading okay so here's my take a little bit interrupting for whatever i don't know jumping in you're just gonna blow the whole thing blow like the whole thing i am I'm you're just arrested blow it all FBI. well we know that he you know at the <laughs> end of the last one you know he said you're arrested fbi you know so uh red crow knows that who the fbi agent is and he's pissed you know whatever well, this one jumps and, ahead and like this, this one just jumps right in there and jumps ahead so here's the thing i want to give props to aaron for putting in some nice twists and turns in here that I didn't expect, especially with the, the jumps around, you know, and whatever else. At the end of the day, I'm, I will say I liked the series so much and I like the stuff that the ending, hey, it's what he wants, you know, type things. And you can't please everybody with those type of things. And he didn't please me, you know, I guess in some respects. It wasn't the most satisfying ending. It was not. And I think that's where I do have... Some slight issues, but it's slight. Like I say, at the end of the day, there's some comeuppance to some of the characters that you've been waiting for, but that he drug out anyway, you know, and should have probably stopped being catcher. Oh, I need know, to ask things. a question. This is and, confused though. And, and there is a part in the end, I'm with you, you that that just confuses Ooh, the crap out of you because because did he have a, like a hallucination? Did he have a dream? You know, I don't know. And it I makes say no day, sense. You know, the shield looks okay. like he goes to freaking blow away catcher. All right, so then, he's got the guns on him, right? On we're Ed Crow and catcher, and Nitz is storming the castle. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay, 
So then there's firing, there's blah, blah, firing, blah. yeah. Well, then something happens, and he shoots Catcher right there. I think that's Catcher. It's got to be. He shoots him a bunch, and then he freaking scalps him, right? right. It looks like he is. And there's this panel right here where he's holding up his scalp. Yes. And then Nitz, Nitz blows in. past him, looking for Catcher, I assume, or maybe he's working he's for He's looking for Catcher because yeah, looking for he catcher. found out that Catcher yeah. killed his FBI friends. And somehow Catcher's on the ground. He walks right past him, and then uh, this shield... Bad horse scalps him. Okay, and then the next scene, Nitz is shooting Catcher. Yes, right. and then Catcher has appeared here with his scalp. Scalp. Yes, uh, and yeah, then Nitz kills him. It looks like what it, is happening there. I was confused too. I looked at it. You can't really tell, but it kind of looks like the back of his head's gone. I mean, you can't tell. But he was on the ground. But if you look at it, it looks like he just took the top. Like all he did was okay. He yeah. took the back. Like he took the back, so there's still hair. Okay, but I okay. really looked at that. I don't too. know. I thought maybe he was just was... dreaming that he did that to catch her, and then he let Nitz, you know, take him over while he yeah. went and rescued Red Crow, make, you know, make type make things. But sense. I don't know because, it's like I say, confusing. it's very confusing. There is Aaron at Planet Comic Con. He's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask him about that. Yeah. Are we going to Planet? I don't know. Are we I'm going to Planet? We all loaded up on a Friday. I'm gonna ask Aaron about it. I'm going. We go on Friday, loading up and Friday. having a freaking just party I'm, bus. I'm going Friday and Saturday, so I'm okay. staying over one night. Ah. I probably am too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Okay. Right. I can't commit. I'm trying to figure out a way to get up there for at least Friday. So right. cool. No. I've already taken the day off. So anyway, but yeah, okay. So back to Scout though. That was, I'm with you. I had issues with, really their, with the in the there, with that type of thing going, what the fuck happened here? Did he do it or did he not? Right. You know, or, or whatever else. I don't you know, care. Type thing. So, but, but, but that's the thing is that by the time that the, the, and everything wraps up at the end, you know, you basically are having your four main people, the, what he it consisted of his main, you know, kind of antagonists almost in a way, and I guess protagonists maybe of the shield, but you basically had Red Crow, the shield, Catcher all together and then knits on his way, you know, type things to have this big bloody battle. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's really kind of what you expected, you know, in some respects. I just think I had problems because at, at the overall ending, you know, I didn't have a problem with Red Crow, you know, being out there on his own, you know, doing whatever out in the wilderness, you know, and stuff like that. But I think my problem came with the whole the shield wrap up, you know, where he's like leaving the reservation now that he feels like he belongs and should be there. And I'm still not buying in. I did not buy into his reasoning for it, you know, of going that he, I guess, because of the fact that he killed freaking Diesel. But I mean, come on. As much cover ups and other types of shit happened throughout this book, you're going to tell me that that thing is what holds him back, you know, from being able to be on this res? I, I don't know. Here's another confusing sequence. That's. All right, so Catcher's killing the tri tribe leaders, right? Yeah. In this panel. And then we've got this panel of Dash Shields out there wandering the woods. Yeah. And doesn't it look like Dash Shield is shooting some guy? I know. I thought in the back of the head. 
and he's that's shooting him. That's a flashback to Dash. To and then he's burying him. That's a flashback to Diesel. To Diesel. That doesn't even look like Diesel. I know. I was confused with that one too. That's confusing. It looks like one of the tribe leader guys. Why does Diesel look funky? Yeah, but I'm with you. And, and I'm like, I, it what? was a little confusing and because it was trying to lead up to the fact that they found yeah. the gun that killed. But then he looks like he's shooting Diesel somebody. Doesn't he look and, like Diesel? And they found the bones or whatever because the coyotes or wolves or whatever. There's a the couple. Gun. Yeah, there's so, a couple sequences. It, there, it feels is, like that they were in a bit of a rush there. I don't know what the fuck the, is going to on. To the there. end. But like I say, uh, the overall I still enjoyed it. You know, I, I have no problems with kind with a lot of the things. I think I just had my biggest issues were actually with the the Sheol uh, bad horse, you know, how his story I guess ended up. And some of that is is obviously personal opinion, you know. And not that I wanted a happy ending. But, you know, necessarily, but I don't think that I didn't feel find that that being the is being the reason for you know, a very good reason for him to be, you know, off and out of the reservation again, you know, type of thing. Well, so, I mean, it's I don't know. It's it's kind of ironic. Like. He did whatever he did, whatever he could, like his whole he wanted to get away from the his whole life was like. Um, my brain just went blank. Sorry. Yes, he was trying to get away from the reservation, but yes. like, his whole life he was like he was working for the FBI to try to take down Red Crow to get out away from the FBI so they could do what he wanted. He well, want to get away well, from the FBI. I think he just wanted to get away from the Reds. Yes, he well, wanted no, to get away. He from wanted the to get out of the FBI too. He was doing the. He was. He went back to the Res to get away from Nitz. The whole thing, he was like, "Once I'm done with this, I'm out." Like, yeah, but I, I don't know. Well, I think was, it probably, then, yeah, maybe. Well, and then, so like, he was doing stuff to get away from it, which prohibited him from getting away from it, like killing Diesel and doing all this other stuff. And so, I mean, it's kind of ironic. So like, and then he finally gets, he finally gets Red Crow, but then the stuff that he did to get Red Crow gets Red Crow off and puts him back in hot water. So, I mean, yeah. it's kind of like just a... Well... And, and I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, yeah, it. I have a problem with it because it kind of sucks because he... It's almost like... So, before Red Crow got arrested, like, he was starting to change. Like, he yeah. was shutting everything down. He's like, oh, I've been horrible my whole life. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, everything that I thought I was doing for the good... for the you know, the ends justify the means kind of thing. And then I get caught up in all this. Now I found out that I'm not, so I'm going to change change it. And then he kills, uh, he does the right thing, and he kills uh, Shunka. Shunka. Yeah. And then he gets locked up for it, Yeah, you know. And then, obviously, it's, I don't know, it's just a cycle. But, you, so, you but then you feel like Red Crow, like uh, Dashiell, is like, he was doing everything for the right thing, too. But then he got fucked. Right. But then he didn't get a way out of it like Red Crow did. Right. So like, and Red Crow's living off the land all happy because he's found everything. Dashiell came back, found uh, whatever that lady was, and they were like together, and he yeah. was happy, and he was changed. Of course, like, he gets her knocked up. Right. Jeez. He he was changed, and you thought they were gonna have a happy life, and then he gets fucked at the well, end, and Red Crow was fine. I think though. You hit the nail on the head. I think overall what Aaron wanted to have was 
this character that did not want to go back home, so to speak. He hated the reservation for whatever reasons, you know, type things. And that was the whole thing. I hated here. I did everything to do to escape. And by the end, it's swapped around to the point that I want to be here, but right. I can't. Now I can't. Now I can't. So he had to figure out a way to get to that point of his ending. My problem was, was Diesel really the the way to do that? I mean, I guess it does make sense. You murder, man. But, I mean, this guy also brought in Red Crow, which everybody was ranting and raving about. Everybody knew that Diesel was an asshole, you know, who had killed a federal agent. And so just because he killed one, you don't think that they wouldn't have cut a deal or something like that? I don't know. That reasoning to me kind of... And how they find that body? F's up. You know, well, the freaking wolves found or coyotes found the damn bones. Yeah, but you're right. There's certain points to that, too, you know, type thing. So overall, all of that stuff, you know... I think I'm with you. At the end of the day, Aaron wanted this thing in which this guy came home because he didn't want to be there and he wanted to end up with, he couldn't go home again. He actually got kicked out of home, you know, now that he wants to be there, you know, type things. Yeah, and, and and But I, the way and, he got there was kind of convoluted. Well, yes, so, exactly. Not Ex the best. But. Exactly. But, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, the ending wasn't. And I felt me, like, but it was you know, it regulated Carol to the to the sidelines, you know, in some respects where she had yeah. been a bit of a character that, you know, had some pretty big points throughout. And yet the whole saga in here, she really doesn't get to do much except for kind of pine over the fact that she doesn't have the shield. Yeah, but, I wanted a more redemptive was, arc for her. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, it did seem like she was going to be taking over for the old grandma yeah, like you know, I think type she was, she but it really that, doesn't get to you know explore I wanted, that much I wanted at, all. at least a conversation between her and Dash Hill. I, I tend to agree I mean rather than her just seeing him with that other girl and just walking away that, yes you know? I wanted, exactly I wanted a conversation I sometimes mean, but sometimes it doesn't work out that I'm way. not trying right. to, I'm not trying to stand up for Aaron or defend him you or can. turn you guys around but just like you guys just said Sometimes life doesn't work that way. I understand. It's not all Hollywood movies. Oh, absolutely. Everybody gets the girl and everything's tied up with I'm not saying they even bow. had to get together. I just wanted them to have a But sometimes you don't ever have the conversation. Sometimes that happens. But I, I think I wanted to see her, but as a, her story tie as up a little bit more someone who wants to hear a story, did. I want my story to at least have that. But I'm fine with it. I I, I I appreciate what he was trying to do there. Yeah. No, I appreciate where, I, I don't where, know. They, where relationships don't talk and whatever else, but I did feel like she was a little bit more to the sidelines in this ending well, than what she, she had was. Been. I wanted her a little um, more. You know, maybe a little bit more of a... Something else. But I mean, there. maybe her story wrapped up... Well, yeah, I mean, it still came to a nice conclusion. She kind of had taken over. I'm saying lady. maybe her story wrapped up the majority in the previous arc. You're probably right. And then the they fact just, that they did that. All they did yeah. was throw in the pine where she wasn't quite, quite over him. Yeah. And she went over to talk to him. And he was already hooking up with uh, Marcy or whatever the hell yeah. her name was. I mean. And then Dino, man. What the fuck? Yeah, man. Dino. That's the, one that, that's the one that really irritated me that was that Dino like, yeah. got away. I thought that made sense. I mean, he took over. It did make sense, but it just. I don't know. It just it doesn't really seem to go go much. I, I, I don't know. He made some... There's some statement in one of the earlier ones where it's like, you know, where is... This is where his tail's going to go wherever. But, you know, at the end, Dino really didn't do much except for murder that one goddamn sheriff, you know, type things. And now he's the big bad next drug dealer. But what's his story? I don't know. Besides, he's just now the 
evil fuck of the reservation, maybe. But uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I was fine with Demu. I mean, I was okay with that's how it ended up, but and I it thought, just seemed, I mean, it was fine. I, I mean, I don't have any issue with it. I guess it didn't hit all the right notes for me, and those few little incongruities with the art and the storytelling really threw me off. And so, but like I said, though, when I started, I want to give it props because he didn't follow where I think it would necessarily go either, you know, type stuff. He kept a lot of good twists and turns. Yeah, I, I think he still had some really great characters, you know, and, and things that he was doing with what he wanted to. And at the end of the day, he ended up where he wanted to be, you know, with the overall yeah. story, you know, type things that I think he probably had planned almost all along, you know, of the in particular, the, wow. the, the shield part, you know, the type stuff, you know. So while and, and that's the thing when you're trying to do something a little different and trying to you know, not exactly meet what maybe people are expecting or whatnot, you're not going to make a lot of people happy either, yeah. you know, type stuff. So I don't want to throw it, you know, too far out there. Besides no. the fact that you did hit on a couple of the weaknesses when it came to some of the panels and yeah. especially there, and and the fact that it did feel that in some cases, maybe because of what they had to do in timelines, there were some rushing, but there again... Um, it, this this book overall has always been really quick paced, you know, as type things. So he basically was just trying to get the people to the endpoints that he needed to. And was there really much more to tell? Maybe not, you know, maybe, you yeah. know, I think it's because of the fact that they did so well writing in the first previous nine, you know, um, yeah. what arcs, you know, type stuff that, you know, you did get attached to some of these characters that you probably wanted to know yet a little bit more where he's like, you know, to your earlier point, I've told the story I wanted to tell there. I just need to tell these ones to get this thing, you know, wrap to the point up. where I need to, to wrap it up. Well, for me, like, book nine was five star. Like, it was perfect. Oh, book nine is fantastic. And this book was good. It was four star. It just wasn't quite five star. Yeah, for me. yeah. I mean, it wasn't. But it when you quite but, stick the when you that, had so many strong arcs throughout there, yeah, sticking no, that in. This indie, book is still a five star book. That's I'm right. just saying the absolute ending wasn't perfect for the, me. Yeah. I felt there were a few minor things. And there were some books previously that I thought there were some four minor things. But, like, probably seven out of ten of these trades were five stars. And maybe three of them were four stars. So, I mean, it's a great book. And it's yeah. still great. I just... I mean, you really want the ending to be five stars. And it just wasn't quite there Yeah, I would agree. But, I mean, it's still a good ending. But you probably loved it, right? Yeah, what do you think, though? Yeah, I mean, it... Like, yeah, other than that one was... I was, like you, I, I wasn't quite sure what was going on with the body, and then I wasn't quite sure what was going on with that scalp, with the, with the catcher, catcher, but I think I figured it out. I mean, it, it sort of makes sense, but as far as the way, I mean, so, like, I read it, and it is what it is. Like, you know, I didn't, like, like you, like, I didn't even think, oh, I really wish that Dashiell and, and, uh, Carol, or, Carol whatever. or whatever would have had a conversation. I just read it as, "Hey, fucking life sucks sometimes, and shit happens." And mm -hmm. like, this is yeah, what I was fine with that. I think book, which is we the theme throughout but the book. What just <laughs> as we were talking about it, I was trying to think about what would have made it better. And I think if they had had just even a few words between them, I think it would have given me. I'm kind of like better a, sense, but I'm, I understand that. Doesn't I don't know if point. I even needed that. I think I just maybe wanted a little bit more of a. Uh, you know, a panel or two of what she was doing now, you know, yeah. I'm kind of like a downer. Like I, 
I like it when shit doesn't turn out right. I like it when well, I didn't want them to get together. Up. I didn't even want well, no, but I mean turn out right. I, I mean just... the way they left it, it's like yeah, sometimes that happens. Some things like, don't work out. Yeah, things don't work out, and you never get a conversation with people. Like I, I kind of like it. Um, like I said, uh, I mean, I really when when we read book nine or whatever that last trade when Dino pulled that shit with that sheriff, like it really. I don't know. It, like, really pissed me off. I'm like, why did he do that? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know? And yeah. him getting away, like, I, in my mind, if I play it out, I mean, eventually he's going to get caught and right, right. fucked over. We just don't get to see it. Yeah. And that was one of the and things that, kind that of I really... Thing. Yeah. Which is weird because, like, I'm fine with... I'm fine with the way... Um, Red Crow ended up like I guess yeah, I'm not I'm fine, fine with, with it. I well, mean, he also... should have been in prison for what he did, but and him getting out of prison, but him was kind getting of out of weird... him getting yeah. out of prison, and then just like I'm living off the yeah, land. Yeah, wouldn't they at least have a trial or something? I guess yeah, that show was a bad witness or whatever. I guess the other thing that I thought that kind of sucked that maybe I wish, but it's another the thing that I didn't like, which it happens and it happens all the time. But it's like you know, Red Crow was like dead set against not talking, not selling out Dash Hill at all. And then until yeah. the guy, until they find out that uh, she was pregnant and she had it aborted yeah. and they spun it to where he didn't even show up. He didn't even That's care. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, my grandson got killed. So now I'm going to flip and I'm going to tell everything. And so then, you know, he gets out and then he like goes and he's pissed at Dash Hill. And then the thing that I, I just didn't like that Red Crow and Carol never like made up or had any kind of peace. You know what mm, I mean? Like the mother, the father like and the daughter. Well, no, I understand that. Well, that's another, no, you hit on a point I want to make. So when Dash, when Red Crow is confronting Dash Hill about it and Dash Hill's like, what, what? The I didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wouldn't I mean there was really no like it seemed like that would have predicated maybe a conversation with Carol too, like a confrontation or something. No, all oh with Dashiel. Yeah, after he finds out that right. she was pregnant, she had an abortion. It's like yeah. okay, well, well, man. those two are those two are both stubborn. I guess, stubborn. Yeah, they are. I know. And so, but. My point Everybody's was stubborn in this well, book. <laughs> yes, but I mean, my point was more to the fact. I mean, even so, Red Crow was obviously really pissed at Carol. Yeah, and then yeah, I think the well, I, I think after Dash because doesn't the scene so. doesn't the scene where she's in the supermarket isn't that after he confronts Dash Shield? Uh, I can't remember. Oh hell, I, I can't know. remember either. But then Probably. that would make it make sense where. Dashiel didn't know about it, and it drives a wedge even further between Carol. And oh, I, absolutely. And I understand that that happens, but for me, I guess the way I kind of see what you're saying, like, you understand that that's the way it happens, but you would have liked for the story to ha be happier than to have a conversation. Oh, not even happy. Well, it no. was just the fact that but, it but, seemed like Carol herself, to me, like I said, does not have much at all in here to help yeah. really wrap up her story. But that was say. that was one of the things that that or is hardly involved at all besides the fact of going, oh wow, that was, she'll get somebody else. I guess however to word it, like that was the sad part of the story to me. 
the most sad part of the story to me was Red Crow and Carol never because it's a father never and a daughter like yeah. never reconciling and 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 but no, they were never gonna reconcile. Well, no, I know, but I mean, as as <laughs> I didn't a, expect that at all. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. But that, to the earlier point of you, where you were talking about the two of them having a conversation, why the hell didn't Red Crow and Carol have a conversation at all? Well, he got out and he did so. pay for her, tried to pay for her groceries, and she wouldn't let him. Or put the eggs back. No, I guess that's true. And then yeah. he confronted Dasha later. Oh, okay. I just checked. Gotcha. But, I mean, I think that was their conversation, their confrontation. Like, he tried to kind of <laughs> pay for her groceries, something. and she's like, I don't want your fucking money. Put the uh, eggs back. So, I mean... It, okay. Right. I mean, There's was, something there. He put out an olive branch, and she threw it back in his face. Yeah. Regardless of how it happened, it just... That that was probably one of the things that... that I appreciate it for what it is, yeah. but me personally, like in my heart or whatever, it's like, oh, that's really sad that yeah. that the yeah. father and the daughter. Like, I don't give two shits that Dashiell and Carol didn't get back together. Like I do, I, but yeah, it, I don't but think it, they should it, get back together. I just no, but it means more to me. But at least Carol showed that she wanted to, and Dashiell did not. Right. Know that she wanted to, and he did yeah. not know until later that she had an abortion, right. and so. It just seemed like there was a lot of unknowns that neither one of them knew, and so it would have been nice to have something. Yeah. like Kind of like that conversation that they had earlier when they met with the cars, and they just oh, kind of... Yeah. And there was all these things that, that were unsaid. so perfectly done with Correct. all the unsaid and And so I wanted like else. another yeah, conversation you know, like things. that, but after all these... Resol- no. revolu- or resol- after all these Revolution. things... Revelations. Revelations, yeah. yeah. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Cool. Cool. So we're going to do fables yeah, next? Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm game to do fables considering I've, yeah, that's fine. I've already read I had so. you guys. I had you guys read Scalp. I feel like I picked Scalp, so. Yeah, cool. Really? Okay. I feel like I pushed Well, it was scalp. an extremely was good choice. Yeah, good choice, Tom. Hell Thank, yes. Well, I, I guess I'm not trying to take credit for it. I'm just I saying. Think you, I think I, you should. No, no. <laughs> I'm saying I feel like it was my suggestion. Did you not like you guys, No, it's fine. It's just 150 fucking issues that I got to read through. It yeah, seems daunting. Well, this was 10 trades. I mean, Fables is like 20. I understand. It's only twice as many. I think it's 25, isn't it? It's more <laughs> issues, but I don't know. I'm not complaining. I'm we don't have saying, to do Fables, feels, though, either. We actually have to. We can do I'm, Preacher. Preacher's only like you know, 10 like trades. You don't like Preacher? You've been I'm, there, I'm done that. I've been there. there what? Wow. Um, no, it just it feels daunting. I'm fine with it. All right. We're not going to do all the spinoffs. We're just doing Core Fables. <laughs> well, okay, thank God. We're not doing thank Jack God, of Fables. It's only 158. And the Cinderella thing. Not the and Cinderella. All that I think I got those too. We're not I doing don't those. have the Ferris, though. Um, all right. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're wrapping up. Thanks. Bye. Thanks.